Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 4. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain was a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why is your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother and Abel, his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Okay. A kind of a little new ODR style yeah, here. Yeah. We're getting a little fancy with our ODRs these days. A little spicy. Yeah. A little, little Hebrews <laughs> and getting into the by faith chapter, famous Hebrews 11. Mm-hmm. And, and because it mentioned Abel, we chose to jump back to Genesis four and read some there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like what you did with that. That was that was, was impressive. That was Jason D's and Will Kynes. Yeah, but I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, well, we're, so we're getting into this is this is a very well known chapter that's kind of pointing out the faith of all these all these people in Hebrews chapter eleven. Um, but it starts out with you know three verses that are kind of introductory to the the by faith chapter. And, um, you know, it says in verse one, it says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And so something that strikes me is that basically faith is the assurance of things hoped for. These are things that are hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Both of those things that we hope for and things that are not seen, they're both intangible. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both, we're not able to touch them and to feel them and to, and to see them with our eyes. Uh, and, and that's what faith is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is saying, you know, the Lord has said in his word that Jesus will return one day. I have faith that that is going to happen. I believe that's going to happen. I'm hoping for that. I've not seen it, but I believe I have faith that that's going to happen. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting, um, because there are people that look at Christianity and they understand kind of the main tenets of Christianity or they're looking at the person of Jesus and the work of Jesus. And, and it's very intriguing. It's very interesting. Um, logically, you know, mm. if they can kind of 
understand how the sacrifice could actually cover sins, then logically they can kind of wrap their mind around mm. the whole thing. But but they still can't, you know, jump into the deep end yeah. with Christianity. And and the reason is is because of faith. Yeah. It takes faith. Like we all have to get to the point where we just say, I'm going to choose to believe this. You know, and yeah. I mean obviously the spirit is working in in all that. Yeah. But but it's the faith that we're actually holding on to, to say, I believe this. It's not that I've just logically accepted this, or I need empirical evidence that this is actually true. It's that uh, we've come to, you know, the Lord has brought us to a point of faith to believe that these things are true. Yeah. You know, I have a friend who he he's kind of just gone through that whole thing of like, really like he read a book by like one of the guys in the God's not dead movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, kind of like, the realm that I would call like pop apologetics where, and I, I really believe in like defending the faith and knowing why you believe what you believe. But I, I think there is this realm of Christianity that's like, I can fully explain everything so that it'll make sense to you. Like people will go down that rabbit hole, right. you know, of like once it totally makes sense, I'll be in. And, and I, I think you're right. Like the, the barrier like, you know, the the scriptures describe Christ as a, a stumbling block to yeah. the Jews, aka like the religious insiders, and folly to the Greeks, right? The outsiders. And, and I think part of that stumbling block of the gospel it, is that it does require faith. Yeah. And, and that, you know, it we can't fully get to that place where it it rests on our like cognition. Right. And I think that's why Abel is a really interesting mm. uh, comparison. So, you know, I read Genesis 4, the, the story of Cain and Abel, and it's one of those passages that raises a ton of questions, like most of everything in Genesis. Um, yeah. But we don't really know why God had more regard or why he had regard for Abel's sacrifice right. and not Cain's. Seemingly, you know, they're both sacrifices that would be mandated in Leviticus. Yes. And so it's not, you know, we're not told that Cain brought like rotten fruit and veggies or anything. Right. And and Abel brought the right like blood sacrifice. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and we don't even really know what it looks like that God like regarded, quote unquote, his sacrifice. Like right. that, uh, like it's all kind of vague. And I think what we are forced to understand is that it, it's a heart posturing thing mm. and, and it becomes really evident that you know Cain's reaction when God doesn't have regard for his sacrifice is not repentance or you know uh, I guess sackcloth and ashes or anything yeah but it was anger right and, and you know murder yeah and so I, I think it goes to that point, but what what are your thoughts on well, that? Well, I mean, it's it is a very interesting story that you read about Cain and Abel because they they bring they bring the offerings. Uh the Lord regards Abel's offering as like a, a legitimate, a good offering, and then Cain's obviously not. And but the but the Lord still comes to Cain and he talks to him. This is this is kind of the interesting thing about the story. And I know he Hebrews eleven is about Abel, but you know, Cain is, is obviously a big part of this. And so the Lord comes to Cain and he says, why are you angry? Why is your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? That's kind of interesting. If you do well, what does that yeah. mean? I think it's actually pointing to like a heart posture towards mm -hmm. the Lord. Like yeah. 
if you have a a a you know a good heart posture towards the Lord, will you not be accepted by the Lord? And if you do not do well, I love what it says here, or it's very memorable. It says sin is crouching at the door. I kind of get this picture of like this ferocious tiger that is like crouching at the door. Mm -hmm. And so if you do not do well, like if you are not honoring to the Lord, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Mm -hmm. So, so the Lord comes and says these things to Cain. And then what does Cain do? He turns around and he kills his brother. Mm -hmm. Like he obviously did not rule over the sin in his life. Instead, he basically gave way and opened the door and this crouching tiger that was there came in and destroyed him, you know, and kind of ate ate him up as it were and led him to do such a terrible thing like kill his brother. Mm. Um, so it's it's very interesting to look at Cain and how the Lord deals with him and uh, how he basically turns his back on the Lord. Uh, but but you know, like I said, Hebrews 11 is pointing to like the faith of Abel. So Abel obviously brought his his offering, as you know, with this heart posture and an affection for the Lord, the right heart posture, mm -hmm. and um, and and his his sacrifice, his offering was accepted. And I think it's interesting how in in verse four, back in Hebrews eleven, it says, "And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks." Mm. And so it's kind of yeah. interesting because we you can read the story of Cain and Abel and be like, oh man, that stinks for Abel. Like <laughs> he only lived like a few years and then his brother like rubs him out, you know, yeah. really quickly. But it but th there's more to life. And so, you know, we want to be those type people. It's kind of like speaking to the end of chapter 10 that we we read yesterday, where it's talking about that idea of endurance. But it's it's uh, you know, we want to be those type people where even after we die, we want our life to speak to others, mm -hmm. uh, to be a testimony to what the Lord's done in our lives. Yeah, and you know, I think that there, just in that statement, there's there's that promise of life after death and and life with Christ, and that we're not in this sort of soul slumber, um, yeah. but that we uh, we rise with the Lord. So, yeah, excited to continue to go through these stories tomorrow we got enoch so Oof. we got you know when when you think hebrews 11 you're like oh yeah like abraham and you know all yeah. those, all the isaac all those guys uh, yeah you don't but, know that enoch snuck in there yeah 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 i love it all right well for bear fisher i'm will carlisle thanks for listening thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.